my clunky Ford Ranger rental with a malfunctioning GPS is en route to Tanjung Karang, about 50 kilometers out of Kuala Lumpur. I've never been a fan of driving in the dark. I mean, why aren't there any streetlights on this pothole-filled back road? On either side of my trucks are rows and rows of palm oil trees. Who knows what's out there? Oh, damn. This weather's about to turn. It doesn't help that I'm completely freaking lost. I spot the figure of a young woman just ahead, walking on the right side of the road. My truck nears, illuminating the sway of a figure. She's clad in a white gown which falls to her pretty feet, her straight jet black hair billowing like a smooth curtain down her back. No older than 20. She's lightly tanned, quite fair for a Malay chick. I stick my head out and put on my best silver smile that I could come up with. Hello, hello. Oh my God, you scared me. Hey, hey, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I didn't mean to creep up on you. Um, I'm kind of lost. I'm actually trying to find Kampung Pinang. Do you by any chance know the way? I actually don't expect her to reply. So I brighten when the girl's rosebud lips curl with a shy smile. She points straight ahead along the road that I'm on. I know I should have just said see ya, but something holds me back. I didn't know if it was because I didn't want to be alone in the dark, or maybe, just maybe it's the sight of this young, hot chick. <laughs> uh, it's pretty dark and this rain's going to get heavier. You should hop in. Plenty of space here, I mean... You're going the same direction, right? At first, she looks down, tilting her head sideways, seeming to chew over my question. Then before I can even blink or think to open the door for her, she skips around the front headlights and opens the passenger door and gets in. I catch sight of adorable Dimple peeking out at me. She has enticing almond eyes and a cute button nose. It was only when she turns to face the road that I see her right cheek bears a deep scar about two inches long. From the tip of her lips to the bottom of her chin. It's an old healed scar, but the injury must have been serious at some point. <clears throat> I'm Jimmy, Jimmy Silva from Singapore, and you are? Isa, did you drive all the way from Singapore? Yep, it's a pleasure to meet you, Isa. <laughs> Didn't your parents ever tell you never to get in a car with a stranger? Huh? <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm heading to Kampung Pinang for a week. I'm, I've signed up for this genuine Kampung experience, you know, living and eating with the Kampung folks. I heard the food is better than Singapore's, although I, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> what do you do in Singapore? Oh, I'm a software developer, you know, computer programs. I write code for finance MNC. How often do you come to Malaysia? A bit. <laughs> I mean, I travel a couple of times a year. Currently, I'm hooked on this homestay full immersion setup, you know? Crazy exhausting, sure. But I found it to be such a real experience. Quite eye-opening. So enough about me. Do you stay here in this area? Yes. Nearby. Ah. I've never even left this area. And your parents don't let you leave? I'm just kind of stuck. Well, being stuck here can't be that bad, right? Home sweet home and all that. 
You should never assume that home is your safe haven. Isa's voice carries with it such a sharp slice of anguish. I do a double take. I open my mouth to seek answers, but she has turned away, her face towards the window beside her. Um, what about you? Are you coming from KL Fashion Week? <laughs> I teach at the primary school in Tanjung Karantang, but something came up and I'm currently on a break. There's something I'm working on and I've just found a way to resolve it. Oh, yeah? If I can do anything to help you during my time here, just let me know, yeah? Seriously, I'm here all week. Do you promise? I give you my Singaporean silver word. I will take you up on that. During the comfortable silence, I resume my discreet observation of my alluring passenger. Oh, wow. I blink, realizing Iza isn't wearing anything under the gauzy white dress. My pulse quickens. Swallowing the watermelon-sized lump in my throat, I am at a loss for words. I shift in my seat, keeping my eyes on the road and one hand on the steering. I adjust myself in my pants and... Bloody bugger! Just overtake us like a stupid fella! Your grandfather's road is there! Wait, where are you going? I look beside me and my heart sinks. She's left my car and disappeared into the darkness. Ah, damn it! She didn't even look back. My eyes search frantically in the semi-darkness for the escaped girl, but I can't make out the path she'd taken. Mm. Feeling abandoned, I have no other option than to continue my journey alone. I drive on with heavy thoughts now half a day behind my schedule. Thankfully, not 20 minutes later, I spot a signboard marking the entry into Kampong Pinang. Finally, la. I shove all thoughts of this mysterious Iza behind me as I enter the path into a village area. The sky is now grey-blue with streaks of orange and dusk is almost fully upon us. Glancing around, I recognize this place from the photo emailed to me. It's the place my host, Pa Halim, had arranged as our rendezvous point. Ah, you finally sampai, Mr. Silva. Welcome. Welcome to Kampung Pinang. My host, Pa Halim, steps forward from the crowd and greets me with a firm handshake. He's an affable Malay gentleman, about 60 maybe. His hair almost entirely white, his tanned face ruddy, but jovial. He looks genuinely pleased to meet me. J- just Jimmy, please. Sir, it's very nice to finally meet you both. Thank you for hosting me. Of course, of course. We are happy you're here. And none of this sir, sir business. Uh, I'm not the bank manager. <laughs> uh, I call you Jimmy, eh? And you call me Pak Halim. Uh, this is my wife, Mak Badaria. I just call her Makci lah. Oh, got it. Hello, Makci. Selamat datang, nak. Makci Badaria is a congenial plum woman whose head is covered under a loose light headscarf. She's a few years younger and a half a foot shorter than her husband. There's a mix of warmth and caution in the smile. This here is Pak Zul. He is the Ketua Kampung. Nice to meet you too, sir. Uh, sorry, Pak Zul. Thank you and the villagers for having me. I'm very grateful for your hospitality. Hey, 
don't have to mention it. I hope you have a pleasant stay with us in Kampong Pinang. Eh? And you arrive just in time for his daughter's wedding tomorrow. In fact, you just miss his son-in-law, Karim. Pazul's smile suggests he's accustomed to greeting outsiders. He's a tall, distinguished-looking gentleman with salt-pepper hair and neatly trimmed beard, carrying himself with an air of capability, exactly how I've pictured a Malay village headman. I also nod towards a small group of about a dozen village men who flank him. I'm sure you're tired from your drive, Jimmy. Uh, come, jump, jump, follow us. Lah. Ah, here, our pondo. Modest only. I hope you're comfortable, huh? Ah, nah. You buka kasut. Ah, cuci kaki here. Ah. Their modest wooden shack on stilts is an unpretentious traditional home, but built sturdily. Through the light of Pak Halim's flashing torch, I can see the house thick wooden beams and thatched roof. Very simply crafted, it's a welcome warm contrast to the concrete jungle of Singapore. You have a lovely home, Machi. I love it. On my way to the bedroom, I see a family picture. Mak Badaria and Pak Halim with two younger kids a girl and a boy. But strangely enough, the boy's face has been scratched out. I wonder what's the story behind that. This is your bedroom. The restroom is down the stairs that way. Ah, my na, my sini. Duduk. Ah, jemput makan ni na. Ah, jangan malu-malu. Tambah. Tambah lagi. I sit at their tiny dining table under gasoline lamplight to enjoy a flavorful supper while I chatted with my hosts. We are lonely old people lah, Jimmy. Our son dah kahwin, pindah away to Singapore. Our daughter, long gone. Did you hear that? Apa benda? Ini kan kampung. There's a lot of noises anyway. Ah... Anyway, I was saying, what you all call empty nest syndrome, isn't it? Ah, uh, empty nest syndrome. <laughs> uh, so we are happy to open our home to you. And Jimmy, there's only one rule you must follow. We want our tourists to feel at home. So go explore lah, make friends. Huh? Don't worry lah, we don't bite. <laughs> Mak Badaria is quiet, just staring at the plate of food in front of her. I hope my presence is not making her uncomfortable. As the conversation progresses, I'm tempted to broach the topic of Iza. Maybe they know her? But perhaps it's not a good idea right now. I don't think the conservative kampung folks will take kindly to a stranger asking questions about their village ladies. <laughs> After my meal, I excuse myself to retire to my bedroom. I collapse onto the mattress, physically drained, but my mind, my mind is in a heavy fog, weighed by the thoughts of my earlier encounter with the beautiful, beautiful Iza. When I close my eyes, the image of that white-clad beauty beckons. <laughs> Jimmy, oh. I need 
Today is the day of the wedding. I put on the traditional Malay clothes Pa Halim lent me. It must have been their sons because mm, it's a little tight. Actually, it's very, very tight. There's something eerily beautiful about this place. The paddy fields stretch endlessly under the relentless tropical sun. Their stillness broken only by the distant, haunting calls of birds. The river flows gracefully beside the dense mosquito-infested jungle casting an enchanting aura over this remote landscape. Amidst the festivities, I search through the crowds for Iza, but she is nowhere to be found. I ask around, but I get a whole lot of nothing. Don't know, I don't know. I don't know who. Iza? I even ask the groom, Karim, where Iza is. The look he gave me suggests I shouldn't even ask that question. Listen, you should just enjoy the festivities and keep to yourself. There are something about this kampung that you don't want to know. What did he mean by that? Uh, am I ever going to see her again? After the wedding, I rest at the riverbank. I whip out a rustic tobacco concoction one of the villagers had supplied. And as usual, my lonely musings again strays to her. Jimmy. <laughs> then, as if summoned, Isa appears. Come to me, Jimmy. I need you, Jimmy. I see her walking down the opposite side of the riverbank about 30 feet across. I immediately sit up and throw her a wave. Iza! Iza, it's me! She's wearing a bateshi that consists of a mere slip of material wrapped around her torso, tied in a precarious knot above her bosom. Jimmy, I need you, Jimmy. Hey! Iza! Damn it, she doesn't hear me! The nymph wades into the water going in until it's up to her chest. Her bate thing fans out like a little underwater tent. She lets her hair down, dipping it into the water. Hey! All of a sudden, she's pulled under. She lets out a gasp. Her flailing arms trash against the water. Panic courses through my vein as my eyes seek left and right for the boat. Anything that can take me across. Come to me. Come to me, Jimmy. <laughs> Hold on, Isa! I'm coming! I hear villagers call from behind me. A couple of men emerge from between the trees. What happened? Come on, she needs help! I turn to point at Iza, but then... Then I see nothing but calm waters. Am I losing my effing mind? The men, Pazul and his son-in-law Karim, follow the direction of my yell, utterly bewildered. It went... Where'd she go? Uh, What's going on? I turn to the two villages and back towards the riverbank, which is now serene, peaceful even. 
They frown, alternating looking at the unoccupied bank and staring at me like I was the village idiot. Especially Patzul. He looks very annoyed. They are whispering together in Malay and giving me the side eye. My obsession with her coupled with this heat must be playing with my head. Rasanya umpan kita dah menjadi ni. Umpan kamu bukan saya. Dahlah perempuan tu kena rugu dengan... The two men continue to talk as they pull at my rigid body, mumbling repeatedly under their breath. I feel too foolish to resist as I'm led back to Pak Halim's house. Eh, Zul, Karim, Jimmy... Eh, apa hal pula ni? Nah, ya. Buang tabiat agak. Eh. Buat perangai kat tepi sungai tadi. Mak Badaria leads me to my room, cooing at me as if I were a sick five-year-old boy. I lay down and try to rest, but my curiosity burns a massive hole inside my brain. I grit my teeth. Something is off about all of this. Thank you for listening to this special Pontianak series of After Dark, an original podcast brought to you by Mediacorp and produced by Zag Studios, with performances by Charles Roberts, Queen Kila, Fatah Fauzi. Mawa Rosaka, Adli Shinichi, Api Hussein, and Anna Natasha. This episode was written by Tina Ishak Dago and directed by Fatah Fauzi, with sound design by Kale, along with Ravin Manogaran and Noel Vijay as the creative producers. Special thanks to Danny Cody from MediaCorp. If you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow the podcast on the MeListen app. Spotify or Apple Podcasts. See you again in the next episode of After Dark. Hold up. 